0: Hello Hello. and welcome to get the gurney podcast where we have fun discussing all things animal animal related answer your veterinary medical questions and overall give you an insight on the crazy silly and sometimes weird life as a veterinarian we are your hosts I am Dr. Erica Eigenbrode and I'm Dr. Melinda Kilty and welcome Um, so today we are going to be talking about respiratory disease Specifically, the um, respiratory disease that everybody has been talking about. It's been on Good Morning America. It's been on the Today Show. If you have a pet, you there's no way you haven't heard about it. So, all right. Um, so, we'll dive right in. I think the first thing that I want to tell everybody is to just take a deep breath and... Um, it is a respiratory disease, and we definitely need to take it seriously. And we'll talk about just kind of respiratory disease in general. Um, and I think everybody's a little bit on edge from the COVID, the human COVID pandemic that we had in 2020. It's um, very similar. It is. It is similar. Um, but these, I think it's being portrayed sometimes as a brand new pathogen or a brand new disease. Whereas we're finding out that this probably isn't a brand new pathogen or a brand new disease. It's kind of the same old pathogens that we've always seen. They're just behaving in a little bit of a different, um, different way. So, so that's what I would tell everybody right off the bat is take a deep breath. It's gonna be okay. Um, and we'll get through it just like we've gotten through other outbreaks of other respiratory illnesses in the past.
1: So, Well, what's different about this one? Why is this so different?
0: Well, I think it's the severity that people are getting very, very concerned about or that's different. So um, and this happens, at least I think um, now that I've been in this game for a while, I feel like this happens every couple of years, honestly where there's a big respiratory outbreak in, usually in dogs. We don't see it quite as much in cats, but usually there's going to be a big dog outbreak. Um, I want to say it was back in somewhere around like the 2013 to 2017 era. There was a big outbreak of canine influenza, and they were seeing it out on the wet on the East Coast, um, and there was a big outbreak in Chicago's where – boarding facilities and hospitals were literally shutting down to kind of break the cycle of all the influenza, the canine influenza outbreaks that were happening. Um, and there was a vaccine developed. And now that's, I don't want to say a routine vaccine, but it's a much more common vaccine than it was. Um, and that was pretty scary at that time as well. And then time kind of passed and everybody started to develop a little bit more immunity to her. You didn't see quite the outbreaks or the severe outbreaks that we were seeing then. And now I feel like this is kind of the next big, um, big outbreak that we're seeing. And I think that what's a little bit scary about it is there's three different ways that pets seem to be respond or what we're seeing is how they respond. Respiratory disease is not something new. We see respiratory disease all the time. I mean, how many patients did you have last week in like a two day time frame that had what we would call kennel cough five to seven. Yeah. So, um, so that was, and that's probably pretty typical for this time of year. A lot of people are traveling. A lot of people are using boarding facilities. A lot of dogs are getting groomed. Um, it's a lot of dog to dog contact. Yes. There's a lot of dog to dog contact in a closed space. Mm -hmm. It's cold out. We're, you know, they're not outside. You're not, um, you're in a confined space and respiratory pathogens travel easily. It's the same thing as you take a, a child that has never been exposed to other kids and you take them to kindergarten for the first time and they're probably going to get sick. Um, they're just for the next to- month. <laughs> yes, exa- and then they're going to bring everything home and the parents are going to get sick. Um, it's the same thing that happens in dogs. Um, so this time of year and respiratory is not necessarily new. What is a little bit scary for me as a veterinarian is not knowing how a dog is going to react. So uh, typically kennel cough can be kind of a self-limiting issue. And we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty of kennel cough in just a minute. Um, but typically you can start them on medications and they turn right around. It's usually about five to seven days that they have clinical signs. Some of them may spike a fever, but usually I don't see that. Um, they just kind of have a barky honky cough and their trachea is really sensitive whenever you palpate it and you start them on meds and they they tend to get over it and they do really well what we're seeing with this new respiratory is we are starting pets on medications but they are not responding and it is taking weeks six to eight weeks before some of these pets start to improve And then there are some pets that very, very acutely, so within 24 to 48 hours, will go from normal to severe respiratory distress to death. Now, that is very, very rare. It's only happened in a few of the cases. But I think that is what is most scary to me as a veterinarian and probably to pet owners as well is you just don't know what pets are going to respond and how.
1: Yeah. And I always remember the numbers have changed, right? So uh, during COVID, 23 million American households went out and adopted a pet, right? That increases the um, risk of disease quite high. And and to see the outliers, right, those severe cases, there's a lot more of them and they're a lot more common um, when the numbers are that high. So um, that is a little bit um, more of why we see it a little uh, as an increase now rather than before. It's the same pathogen. It's the same numbers, but there's more animals getting affected.
0: Yeah. And so um, this new respiratory disease, they are calling it canine infectious respiratory disease complex. Um, They're calling it that because we're not exactly sure what pathogen is starting the issue, and by pathogen, we mean what virus, bacteria, or inciting agent is causing this. Now, there are several viruses that we will see that traditionally have caused respiratory disease, and there are a couple different bacteria as well. The problem and why we we aren't quite sure what pathogen is causing this is you can do testing But a lot of times what will happen specifically in respiratory disease, it will happen to some degree in GI disease. But um, is something, so some sort of virus starts the issue and starts the infection. And it breaks down the immunity in the lungs or in the airways, your natural innate immunity that's there. And then it allows other pathogens to take over. So by the time we are taking swabs, so a lot of times what is recommended is that we take oropharyngeal swabs, or basically we go to the very back of the nose or the very back of the throat and swab your pet. They did that a lot in COVID testing in humans. Um, but we get those swabs to find out what pathogen is back there. The problem with this disease sometimes is by the time those swabs are taken, um, or by the time we know the pet is really seriously in is sick, we're getting those swabs, and it's growing something different than what originally started the issue and so that it has what is what has become a little bit difficult in figuring out what exactly is causing this. They are finding the the same old pathogens that we are used to seeing um, but that's why they're kind of specifically calling this canine infectious respiratory disease complex meaning it's probably not just one thing that's causing this severe issue something's kind of getting the ball rolling and then we're seeing all these other pathogens take over. Um, as well. And what we're seeing happen is they're getting a lot of inflammation in those airways and it can sometimes lead to a severe bacterial pneumonia, which is where we would have more fluid accumulation in the air sacs of the lungs themselves.
1: So really, we're just treating the clinical signs. We are unable to actually treat the virus or the bacterium itself. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a really good point. Um, we can, to some degree, treat pneumonia, um, depending on what the m- pneumonia is coming from. But if it's a bacterial pneumonia, we can use antibiotics. And you can use antivirals. We just don't have great ones that, that work really, really well, especially when we're so far late in the game. But that's why a lot of these places are are struggling is the typical treatments or these antibiotics. We're having to use some pretty strong antibiotics. And even in these really acute pneumonia cases, even those are not working. Now, again, that's pretty rare, um, but that's what they're seeing happen, happening with some of these.
1: How much of this is just social media?
0: I, I think a little bit is, I think it's something that we do need to let the public know about I mean, I think it's something that needs to be discussed, discussed and people need to be aware of. And I know we'll link, um, there's several articles that are out. Uh, AHA has one. And so AHA is the American Animal Hospital Association. Uh, AVMA or the American Veterinary Medical Association has an article out. Um, and we'll link those articles in our show notes so you guys can um, read more about this infectious disease. I think, you know, with anything social media always kind of blows things up just a bit however I do think it's really important for owners to be aware I think it's something that they don't want to necessarily wait on um, if they feel like their dog has a cough I think it's something that they do need to at least call their veterinarian to discuss it and let their veterinarian decide you know if they need to schedule an appointment or not or if they feel like their pet is not doing well at all they need to go ahead and get get that exam scheduled. Um, And then I suspect what your veterinarian is going to do, or a lot of times what, what I would do is a, I want to know vaccine status. So everybody talks about kennel cough um, and the kennel cough vaccine. What owners I think have to understand is kennel cough is not just one disease. It's not like, okay, I am infected with this virus. Kennel cough is a blanket term that kind of encompasses all of the respiratory disease that you might get when you're around a whole bunch of other dogs where you do not know their vaccine status or you do not know if they're healthy or not. And so there can be different things that contribute to kennel cough. One of the most common ones that we see is Bordetella bronchoseptica. There is a vaccine against that. Now, I strongly recommend pets be vaccinated against Bordetella. However, owners need to understand that just because a pet is vaccinated with Bordetella does not mean they cannot contract a different type of pathogen when they are boarded or grooming facility or go to dog parks or go to dog shows or anything like that. Um, So what I'm looking for when somebody calls in for a dog is, one, I do want to know their vaccine status. For lots of different reasons. You can sometimes see um, para-influenza, adenovirus, December virus. Those can all cause respiratory signs as well. And those are pretty common vaccines that pets get yearly. That's, that's one of the core vaccines that we would consider. Um, but if a pet has never been vaccinated, I want to know that. So one, I'm going to be looking at their vaccine status. Um, obviously, on physical exam, we're going to be listening to those lungs and then your veterinarian may or may not want to do x-rays and get therapy started pretty quickly um, if, they have, if they have respiratory disease going on. So that's kind of a, a long answer about the whole social media post. But I think with anything, social media can make things sound much, much worse than they are. However, I do think it's really important that owners know, know about it and are, are vigilant and are watching for it especially if they know that they're traveling this season um, or this holiday season with or without their pet, the pet is going to be somewhere new um, even if they're staying with a pet sitter. So I think it's, that's really important. I know I
1: definitely uh, second guess bringing my dogs anywhere recently. So uh, they, they are all vaccinated definitely, but sometimes in the face of, high amounts of disease. Vaccines really just don't cut it. So.
0: Yeah. If- yeah. And I think that that's an important note just to make about vaccines. I think vaccines are absolutely important for pets, specifically, you know, parvovirus. We can pretty much eliminate parvovirus um, and maybe not eradicate or eliminate, but we can really protect those pets. But all vaccines um, have failures. Um and I, so I think it's really, really important to have a relationship with your veterinarian um, and, and be vaccinated, but also be very, very vigilant about their lifestyle and what they're doing and what they're not doing. Uh,
1: it's always important to remember respiratory disease doesn't always show as respiratory disease. Uh, Your pet can stop eating. They can start vomiting. They can start um, acting lethargic, not being very social with you. Um, They don't need to be sitting there coughing or hacking or anything like that. Any behavior changes, we definitely recommend that you go to your Uh, veterinarian because it's listening to those lungs and getting a clear picture of the entire health of the animal that makes a difference.
0: Yeah. So we'll go over, um, we've kind of gone over kennel cough. We've gone over the canine infectious respiratory disease complex. So what would you say to an owner? um, How can they prevent this or maybe not prevent um, or what measures should they take to prevent? And then if they know that their dog potentially will be exposed What should they um, be prepared for and then what should they do if their pet is coughing?
1: Oh, so many questions. Love it. So a couple of things. So one, like we just said, vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. As we all know, um, an animal that is vaccinated has a lot more protection and ability to fight disease than an animal that does not. Um, It's better to have the tools in your tool belt um, when you need them rather than after the fact. You cannot vaccinate in the face of disease. So once your animal is clinical for having a respiratory disease, you cannot vaccinate. Um, until they are doing much better. So always remember, it's important to do that prior to any clinical signs. Um, second, decrease the amount of uh, dog-to-dog interactions. If you do not know the vaccine status or um, even where other animals have been, it's incredibly important that you limit access to your animal. Um, fomites. So a lot of this is uh, based on aerosols. So um, your dog licking things, sharing water bowls, literally coughing um, on multiple things. That's called a fomite. Um, Whether it's a blanket or a pillow that has the disease on it, that's how it spreads. So it doesn't have to be... obvious that they are contracting it, they can they can spread it pretty easily with with low contact. It's just having the dogs around each other. So decreasing, you know, meeting strange dogs is very important. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that I would recommend, if you know that your pet is going to be boarded, um, I would absolutely have them up to date on vaccines and, and make sure you call your veterinarian to make sure all of I's are dotted, T's are crossed. The other thing that I would um, look at is what boarding facility you're going to. What do they require? Call ahead. Yes, call ahead. What precautions do they take? Do they require all pets to be vaccinated? Um, You know, what kind of quarters are they in? Are they in really tight cages? Are there a ton in one room? Do they have, like, separate rooms that the dogs are in? Things like that. Are they just separated by a chain link fence? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do they still have nose to nose contact? You know, do Mm -hmm. they go out and run together? Things like that. And I'm not saying that one way is good or bad. I just think it's a good idea to get an idea of where your pet will be staying. Um, So those are definitely things that I would recommend. Um, Even older pets. So I know sometimes people are like, oh, my pet's really old. They don't need to be vaccinated or, um, you know, there's other things going on. That's a discussion that I would. I would strongly encourage you to have with your veterinarian. It's going to become a risk first consequence type of conversation. And so I do have several pets that also have comorbidities. They have heart disease. They have liver disease, kidney disease, um, other things going on that I would still recommend vaccination for, even if they, or especially if they were going to go to a boarding facility. Um, And, you know, we have a lot of these little dogs too, that get groomed pretty regularly. Um, again, not saying that any of that is bad. You sh- that and that you should not do it. You absolutely should do that because grooming is a part of health as well. I just think it's a really good idea to a have those pets protected as much as possible, and b know what that situation is like um, before going into that situation. Yeah, maybe
1: choose the off season.
0: You yeah, know, tis yeah. the
1: season for grooming, and and we've seen yeah. an uptick in those little kids coughing. So.
0: Yeah. um, And stress, you know, boarding and and all of those things can be a stressor as well. So um, anytime pets are stressed, they're less likely to be able to fight off illness as well. So reducing that um, stress load during the holiday season um, is a good idea as well. So if you that's one way to prepare. Um, So now what should you do if you or your pet is coughing?
1: Isolate, isolate, isolate. Call your vet. Definitely. Um, It's very important to make sure that they're hydrated. They're getting the food that they need. Give your vet a call. Try to get in. They will probably have a biosecurity protocol that you need to follow, um, whether it's coming in a different door, um, talking to somebody wearing the proper protective equipment, um, something like that. It's very important that they protect everybody else in their hospital. Um, so calling ahead is definitely really important and getting them involved because, like we said, it's, you know, whether your dog is the one that's going to be acute. Um, difficulties or um, long-term coughing, you won't know the difference until it happens. So it's important to get treatment on board as soon as possible, whether it's decreasing inflammation, getting fluid off the chest, or just getting preliminary TPRs. It's very important.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. I know here at our office, if somebody's coughing, we always like to have them wait in their car before bringing them in so they can be assessed before, um, or at least get Uh, get a room ready or come in a different entrance so we can try to protect the other pets and get a better idea of what's going on. Um, A lot of times we'll get a history from the owner while they're out in the car. And then two, once they are in the building, uh, we wear protective um, gear. We usually have one exam room dedicated to respiratory and no other healthy animals are going in there. Um, You know, we have biosecurity protocols and cleaning protocols and all of those things to help reduce the amount of spread spread when we have respiratory illness. So that is also very, very, very important. Um, and then if you have multiple pets, it can be very, very difficult to isolate and separate those. Um, and for the most part, they're probably all exposed to the same thing, but, uh, it may be a good idea, at least in the, in, when you're trying to figure out what's going on to separate those um, and try to limit that, that aerosol exposure as much as possible. Cancel those doggy daycare appointments. Yes. Yep. Yep. For sure. Which that's another one for doggy daycare. Make sure everybody's vaccinated. Oh,
1: very much so. (laughs) And even then they still come back coughing or, you know, pooping.
0: Mm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, overall, just a a recap, um, we've talked a lot about respiratory disease this episode, um, but to recap, the canine infectious respiratory disease complex is most likely a pathogen that we've seen before. It's just acting in a little bit of a different way, and there's multiple factors that can go into that. Um, To try to prevent your pet from giving it, make sure they are vaccinated and always call ahead if they're going to. Um, dog shows, boarding facilities, grooming facilities, doggy daycares, anything like that, what is required of the other pets as well. Um, And then, of course, if you experience your dog is coughing, please, please, please reach out to your veterinarian. We will link um, our resources in the show notes, and those can be resources for owners as well. Um, And then, of course, if you have any questions at all, please email us at getthegurney at gmail.com we'd love to answer your questions and discuss, um, this further. So I think that gives a pretty good overview, um, of the respiratory disease going around.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that was good. Awesome. All right. So what are we talking about next week? Next week is our wellness. Everything that is important about wellness.
0: Yeah. So we talked a little bit about that today, um, but next week we'll go over wellness exams, how to find a veterinarian or or um, what to look for in a veterinarian, what wellness is, why it's important and all of those good things. So um, with that, I guess we have concluded our third episode. Woohoo! We'll see you next time. All right. All right. See you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.